good people, and welcome to my Jesus Mercy on WTMR, Where the Master Reigns. My name is Janet Cecile, your host today, filling in for our beloved Joe Grady. It is a great honor for me to be with you today in your living room, workplace, hospital room, your automobile, wherever you may be listening, even on the World Wide Web. We will begin our program, as always, with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit, come by means of the powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your well-beloved spouse. Come, Holy Spirit, come by means of the powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your well-beloved spouse. Come, Holy Spirit, Come by means of the powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your well-beloved spouse. I ask you now to please pray for our, our sick, uh, John Madrigal, Jerry Francesco, Rudy Valentino. And uh, also, I have another request and um, there seems to be an epidemic in society with so many parents today. Many do not bring their children to the sacraments. It, it doesn't seem to be a priority with them. Um, a friend, Ed Kelly, asks for prayers for his two grandsons, Giorgio and Ethan James, to receive the sacrament of baptism and for his oldest grandson to receive the sacraments of reconciliation, holy communion, and confirmation. Let us pray together for these uh, prayer intentions. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, Spread the effect of grace of thy flame of love over all humanity, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. <clears throat> Today, I'd like to present to you a guide, simple lessons, not complete, but simple aids of how to embrace and understand Jesus' invitation to live in the divine will. But first, I'd like to share with you a fascinating story told to me by a friend who is Indonesian. This friend has a friend living in Indonesia whose four-year-old granddaughter was in the hospital in a coma. The doctors told her parents there was nothing else they could do for the child. The next day, the child sat up and made the sign of the cross. Now that's a twofold miracle because she was Muslim, raised in a Muslim family. And when she came out of the coma making the sign of the cross, that was something she was never taught. When her parents came to her, they asked her, oh, you know, how did you learn this? And she said, a beautiful lady came to me and asked me to come and play with her. 
She taught me to make the sign of the cross and then said, you must go back now. This child and her entire Muslim family became Catholics. They believed it was our Blessed Mother who the child was with. Mamma Mia! Our Lady of Fatima once prophesied to the three children, <clears throat> the three shepherd children, that one day all Muslims would become Catholic. And you can be sure that if Our Lady said this will happen, it will. She never lies. I'm going to share with you now a summary of lessons put together by Tony Hickey in Living in the Kingdom of the Divine Will. But first, I'll brief you about the woman who was given the title of the little daughter of the Divine Will, Louisa Picaretta. Our Lady is the big daughter who lived perfectly in the Divine Will, and Louisa is the little daughter who was taught by Jesus and Mary the treasure of living in the Divine Will. Louisa was born on April 23rd, 1865, the Sunday after Easter, which is now called Divine Mercy Sunday. Happy belated birthday, Louisa. She died on March 4th, 1947, at the age of 81. Louisa lived on the Holy Eucharist alone. Imagine that. She subsisted on the Holy Eucharist for 60 years. She received the gift of the divine will on September 8th, 1889. September 8th is Our Lady's birthday. And Jesus told Louisa that this date marks the beginning of the era of the kingdom of the divine will on earth. Now, Adam and Eve were the first to receive this gift. Mary and then Jesus were the third and fourth to receive it. Louisa was the fifth. And now the gift is available to everyone through Louisa, through these teachings that were given to her. The purpose of this gift, with a capital G, is to allow God to receive perfect glory from the whole human family, from Adam to the last person to be created. Perfect reparation, again, perfect reparation is the primary work of the gift. God gave us the human will so that we would be free to say yes to the divine will living in us. My friends, without this freedom, we would not be able to freely love God in return for the love he has for us. And to love him for wanting to share with us his divinity 
Adam consented to allow the divine will to reside within him, allowing himself to be animated by God in every way. His thoughts, words, glances, steps, movements, breaths, and heartbeats, etc. It does not mean Adam was divine, but that he let the Creator animate him in every respect. It is because the divinity was doing everything in him that Adam's acts were perfect, thereby giving perfect glory and perfect correspondence of love to his creator. The human will is presented by Jesus as an empty glass in which the waters of the divine will reside. The divine will operated in every aspect of Adam's being. Up until the fall, it was so. But with his free will, Adam emptied himself of this gift when he took the forbidden fruit. The gift of the divine will is not only about doing, I stress that, doing God's will, but possessing God's will. That is, letting God carry out his own will himself within you and through your consent. The saints didn't possess the gift of the divine will. Until now, the saints have been able to align themselves to God's will. That is, as they became more aware of what God wanted them to do and how he wanted them to be in their daily lives, they corresponded as best they could to his will. In heaven, the saints possess the divine will with which to perfectly glorify God and correspond perfectly to his love. Jesus prophesied in the Our Father, quote, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. End of quote. So just as the saints possess this gift, Christian generations on earth have been praying for the same will to be enjoyed on earth as it is in heaven. Thus, we have been praying for a return of our original capacity to perfectly correspond to our Creator. And this is why Jesus subtitles these writings, The Recall of the Creature to the Order, Place, and Purpose which it was created by God. Again, <clears throat> this is Jesus saying this, the recall of the creature to the order, place, and purpose 
for which it was created by God. The night before Jesus died, he prayed, quote, that they may be one with me, as I, Father, and you are one, end of quote. The Trinity is one in the divine will, and Jesus wants for each of his disciples to be one with him and the Father by possessing the same one divine will. Now, how do we receive this great gift? First, one needs to desire, again, desire to receive it. And secondly, to decide to no longer give life to one's own human will. Jesus said, excuse me, quote, you do not need paths, nor doors, nor keys to enter into my divine will. To enter, creatures need but remove the pebble of their own will. A soul has but to desire it, and all is done. My will assumes all the work. End of quote. That's Jesus telling us this. The golden rule is this. This is important. Remember this golden rule. We desire it, and Jesus does all the work. We desire it, and Jesus does all the work. It is important to remember that having desired the gift and deciding to sacrifice one's own will, that it is Jesus who does all the work. Only Jesus can do a divine act. We always remain creatures. Another important lesson for life, forget self. From the moment a soul decides to embrace living in the divine will, she must learn to forget herself. Jesus says there is only one way of achieving this, and that it must be practiced for the rest of your life. He tells Louisa, quote, My daughter, In order for the soul to be able to forget herself, everything she does or has to do must be done as if I wanted it, wanted to do it in her. If she prays, she should say, it is Jesus who wants to pray. And I pray together with him. If she works, It is Jesus who wants to work. It is Jesus who wants to walk. It is Jesus who wants to eat, who wants to sleep, who wants to get up, who wants to enjoy himself. And it should be like that in everything for the rest of her life, excluding errors. Now, these errors are our sins, 
<clears throat> Only in this manner is the soul able to forget herself. For not only will she do everything because I, Jesus, want it, but because I want to do it, she will need me. That's Jesus telling us we can't do it on our own. We need him always. Everything should now be done with reference to Jesus because it is he who is doing everything within us except error, that is, sin. Now this leads us to the lesson, what is sin? If we sin, we would lose the gift of the divine will. This is because we obviously cannot make Jesus sin. If we make a sincere act of contrition, that we can. Ask Jesus to return the gift to us, and he will do so. Jesus is yearning so much for us to always possess this gift that he gladly returns the gift to us. It is only through our having this gift that Jesus can ensure a perfect return of love and glory to the Father from within the creature. If our sin was a serious nature, mortal sin, then we would first have to go to the sacrament of reconciliation and then ask Jesus to return the gift to us. Now, how do we pray in the divine will? This is another lesson. To pray in the divine will, we should remember Jesus' instruction to forget self. We can begin by saying, Jesus wants to pray, so I pray with him. Jesus gave this lesson to Louisa. Quote, I want to teach you the way of how you must be with me. First, you must enter inside me. Secondly, transform yourself into me. And thirdly, take that which you find in me. I'll repeat that. Enter inside me. Transform yourself into me. Take that which you find in me. This lesson was from Volume 8, and it was given on February 9th, 1908. It is important to remember that everything is achieved by the golden rule, which is, Again, I'll repeat it. We desire it, and Jesus does all the work. Notice that Jesus did not say think, but desire. Thought alone will not do it. It is the desire of the heart which ensures living in the kingdom of the divine will. So when we are praying in the divine will, 
we first desire to enter into Jesus, and he brings this about by the golden rule, which again is we desire it, and Jesus does all the work. It's very simple. Then we transform ourselves into him, also brought about by the golden rule. As St. Paul said, put on Christ so we do everything as another Christ, since Jesus is doing everything within us, our thoughts, words, actions, steps, movements, breaths, heartbeats, everything except sin. Next, we take what we find in Jesus. Jesus explained to Louisa in volume 11 on August the 14th, 1912, that while he was on earth during his hidden life, that is up to the age of 30 years when his public ministry began, he took into himself all the thoughts, words, actions, everything about everyone from Adam to the last person to be created, and he redid everyone's life in his divine will. In this way, there is a divine version of each one's life. Why? Because only the divine version can give God perfect glory. Our human attempts at glorifying God, no matter how holy we become, would always fall short of absolute perfection. Jesus did not immediately offer the divine version of our lives to the Father, but suspended them within himself, waiting for the day that you would come along. And after giving your fiat, your yes, to the gift of the divine will, you would enter into him, transform yourself into him, and take what you find in him. Now you can find in Jesus the divine version of your life suspended in him. Take it, make it your own by the golden rule and offer it with Jesus to the Father. You can do this repeatedly with everyone's life. Jesus wants you to do this for everyone's life. Because Jesus redid the lives of everyone from Adam to the last created soul in his divine will, then we can also pray, work, speak, walk, eat, sleep, and enjoy ourselves in the name of everyone. This is what Jesus said to Louisa. Quote, In my glances, I took all the creature's eyes in my voice, their words, in my movements, theirs, in my hands, their works, in my heart, their affections and desires, in my footsteps, and making them like mine, my humanity satisfied the Father. Now, why cannot you also do it? For he who loves all is possible, united to me, in my will, 
pray and bring before the divine majesty in your thoughts, the thoughts of everyone, in your eyes, the glances of everyone, in your words, movements, affections, and desires, those of your brothers, to make reparation for them, to obtain light, graces, and love for them. In my will, you will find yourself in me and in everyone. You do my life. You will pray with me, and the Divine Father will be content with it, and all heaven will say, Who calls us upon the earth? Who is it that wants to embrace this holy will in herself, enclosing all of us together? And how much good you can obtain for the earth by making heaven descend upon the earth. <clears throat> that is from volume 11, given on May 3rd, 1916. Therefore, finding everyone in Jesus, we can pray in the name of everyone. And Jesus promises that it will be as if everyone is praying in the divine way. We can now pray the rosary, for example, in the name of everyone and keep Jesus company in the blessed sacrament in the name of everyone so that God is receiving a perfect return of love and glory from everyone simultaneously in everything we do, providing we desire it. That's all you need to do is desire it, and Jesus will do all the work. That's the golden rule. My friends, that is just a taste of what it is to live in the divine will. I hope these lessons will encourage you to learn more about living in the divine will. Now I'm going to share with you a song that I wrote and performed from my CD entitled The Flame. And uh, this song is called Ego Sum Alter Christus, which means I am another Christ. And it goes with our talk today. <laughs> Hey! 
This is Janet Cecile signing off in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you and thank you for listening.